Good evening, Forks family. Welcome to our prayer service this Wednesday evening, June the 30th. It's hard to believe that we are headed to the downside of the year 2021. However, I'm excited and we are excited about the possibilities that lie ahead of us as we prepare to come out of the wilderness that we've been in for the last year or so. Uh, if you haven't heard already, Todd will be bringing uh, a vision and sharing a vision with us on Sunday, July the 11th at both the 8.30 and 11 o'clock service. Uh, this has been discussed with the staff and it's been bathed in prayer by your staff. And we would ask that you uh, pray about this vision also. The plan uh, is one that will give everyone the opportunity to grow in their walk with Christ. And that's why I'm excited and I think it's great exciting times for our church. And that leads me into what I wanted to share with you tonight, uh, just shortly here uh, on, on this venue. I've been reading and studying a book by a pastor out of New York City, Pastor Peter Cazzaro, and uh, he's written a book called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Reading this book has been very refreshing and it's been very transforming. It's given me some clear insight as to what emotionally healthy discipleship looks like. And it may be surprising what that is. It has been for me. If you get the opportunity to read the book, I hope, uh, and I hope you will. I know my eyes have been open to some things that I never considered when it comes to discipleship. And I've been working in churches for a long time, 40 plus years. Uh, it is our desire that anyone who wants to lead a discipleship study that you go through this book and uh, work through it and you will be glad you did once you've done it. Judy Tabor, Jim, Gwen, and I have been reading through this material and each of us has been impact, impacted in many ways by the information that Mr. Scazzaro has shared out of his own experience as a pastor. And if you're interested in leading a discipleship group and would like to have a copy of this book, uh, just call the church office and let Jessica know and we will see that you get a copy of the book. And we hope to meet with all leaders and potential leaders to work through this book together at some point in time. Uh, whether, whether you're leading a Bible study or whether you're leading a table group, whatever your small group, Bible study, whatever, you could still benefit from the insights and understanding that this study provides. Uh, we're excited to see how God is going to use this to help move into um, us into a more uh, deeper relationship with Christ. I'm going to share four things that Pastor Scazzaro has shared in the very beginning of this book and uh, he believes that there are four fundamental failures uh, that undermine deep discipleship and keep people from being spiritually mature. And the first one is, is that we tolerate emotional immaturity. We do so because we no longer measure our love for God by the degree to which we love others. And because we elevate the spiritual and distrust the emotional, we end up in a, in a uh, only being halfway there. Jesus repeatedly focused on the inseparability of loving God and loving others. And remember, his great commandment was to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and also to love your neighbor as yourself. The Apostle Paul made the same point in his first letter to the church at Corinth. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, as you know very well, he warned that great faith, that great generosity, and even great spiritual gifts without love 
are, are worth nothing. In other words, if those around us consistently experience us as unapproachable, as cold, as unsafe, as defensive, as rigid or judgmental, Scripture declares really that we are spiritually immature. Loving others is difficult work. I know you know that. I know that. And Jesus said to us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that's a, that's a radical thought. You know, when you think about it, that's a radical thought, and it's very difficult to do. In essence, Jesus taught and modeled that our love for God was measured by the degree to which we love others. While we may be disciplined in spiritual practices, the people closest to us may not experience us in a more loving way with each passing day. We get busy, and we become irritated, we become impatient, and you know what, when we do that, that slows our efforts to expand God's kingdom. We elevate the spiritual and we distrust the emotional. We're made in God's image, which means that we are both whole and we are multifaceted. And the wholeness certainly includes the spiritual aspect of who we are, but it also includes the physical, the social, and intellectual dimensions as well. Psychologist Dan Allen, Allender and theologian Tremper Logman III describes it this way, ignoring our emotions is turning our back on reality. Listening to our emotions us ushers us into reality, and reality is where we meet God. Emotions are, are the language of the soul. They are the cry that gives our hearts a voice. However, we often turn a deaf ear through emotional denial, through distortion or disengagement. In neglecting our intense emotions, we are false to ourselves and lose a wonderful opportunity to know God. So we must not ignore the emotional part of God's image in us. Secondly, and this one is a big one, we emphasize doing for God over being with God. In ministry, one of the hardest tasks is balancing doing for God and being with God. We oftentimes get so busy that we skip spending time with him. Uh, we're always in a hurry trying to cram in as much as we can into our day and into the time that we have. We become exhausted and uh, we become tired from trying to meet the needs of those around us. Then in our free time, it's filled with more demands, and the cycle discontinues to repeat itself. I don't know how many times over the years I've wit witnessed people in the church who are very, very busy. They're very hard workers and very busy for God, but they flamed out because they didn't allow themselves time to be with God. And what happened? Many times they're irritable, they're inconsiderate, they're condescending, and much more because they can't figure out this balance. When things don't go their way, they are angry and dismissive. Uh, they also believe that others sh should be as busy as they are for God. And they tend to not grow in their relationship with Christ, and it's because they're not spending time with him. You remember the story of Mary and Martha and uh, how uh, Mary spent time with Jesus, and Martha was worried about all the little details. And uh, she was miserable, you know, she was angry. And everything so we need to learn to spend time with God and uh, spend time uh, instead of just being busy for him 
this was a profound observation by a gentleman in another church where I worked um, that was talking about the pastor who uh, didn't have the greatest personality. Uh, he was always he always seemed angry. He always seemed irritable. And the gentleman made this observation. And said, "Well, you know, he knows a lot about the Bible. He knows a lot a lot about God, but I'm not sure he knows God." And like I said, that was a profound observation. So, you know, my, our, the challenge for us is to let's get busy uh, spending time with God rather than being so busy doing for him. It has to be a healthy balance. And uh, we have to spend that time with him in order for each of us to be more spiritually healthy. Uh, the third thing that uh, Pastor Scazzaro talks about uh, being a detriment to um, or some, something that undermines uh, deep discipleship is that we ignore uh, the treasures of church history that goes back thousands of years. We're not, I'm not talking about Baptist history. I'm talking about the history of the church. And there is so much to be learned from church history, both good and bad. Uh, so we must not ignore the lessons learned from our Christian brothers and sisters throughout the ages. If we do, our view will certainly be distorted, and we will not learn what is needed to make us healthy disciples. There's a lot to be said about the history, but time will not allow me to delve into all of that tonight. Suffice it to say, if we are going to make disciples uh, of Jesus who are healthy and whole, we must actively seek to learn from both our history and from Christians that are very different from us. And the fourth thing and final thing that Pastor Scazzaro shared uh, that is a detriment in uh, we define success wrongly. Uh, for most of us, we've been taught that bigger is better. Bigger bank accounts, bigger homes, bigger profits, bigger cars, bigger staffs, bigger churches. And uh, churches tend to measure their successes uh, by the numbers and bigger seems to always be the goal in many cases. Not that it is always negative. It's not always negative if it's done in the correct, if the emphasis is in the correct place. But if bigger is the only goal, it will eventually fail because we are not balancing, with, balancing it with making disciples. Our first, first goal is to abide and to abound in Jesus. That's what he wants, for us to abide in him and to abound in him. And this is his call to us and that is the ultimate goal is to abide in him if we're abiding and abounding in him then we have accomplished what we are called to do if numbers increase as a result of that then it is very healthy uh, we must not define success wrongly or we will surely fail this is just kind of an overview of where this book goes and, uh, uh, and some of the failures of discipleship but from uh, that very first chapter in the book where he talks about the failures, he certainly talks about the successes throughout the rest of the book, and uh, I'm so encouraged by what I've read. Um, I hope that you will join us on this exciting journey through emotionally healthy discipleship as we uh, head into the fall, and we'll be giving you more information about that as time goes along. But again, if you want a copy of the book, you'd like to read it, any of you, uh, certainly let Jessica know, and we'll see that you uh, are, are uh, uh, you can obtain a copy. We'll order it, and we'll have them here in the church office. Uh, I'm so glad you have joined us tonight. Thank you for 
taking time to to worship with us and to pray with us and that's exactly what we're going to do we're going to have a prayer and then following the prayer um, Ellie Baker is going to sing for us I'm so appreciative to Ellie she's always willing uh, to sing and she sends videos and uh, we're more than happy to be able to share those with you. So Ellie, thank you for uh, your heart for music, and but most of all of your heart for God. Uh, we're going to join in a time for prayer and uh, you should be receiving the prayer list and you can look at the specific prayer needs that are on that list. But uh, uh, And if I try to name them, I'm going to leave somebody out and I don't want to do that. But uh, I do want you to uh, remember to continue to remember Linda Pop's family. Uh, we had her memorial service today and um, Linda was an integral part. She was a great servant and uh, we're going to miss her, but we want to remember her family, especially in our prayers and all the others who have lost loved ones. So will you join me as we pray together? Father, thank you for uh, your presence in our lives and thank you for the insight that uh, Pastor Scuzzero has given us. Uh, at, as an emotionally healthy discipleship and what it looks like. And we pray that we would always seek your guidance and uh, we would always spend time with you um, and uh, become stronger uh, spiritually ourselves so that we can help make disciples of uh, those around us. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for uh, loving us and we don't deserve it, but... Um, you give that gift to us freely and we are so grateful for that tonight and we praise you and we thank you for your grace and for your mercy and father we lift up all of those who are on our prayer list tonight uh, some who are sick and some who have lost loved ones and uh, there are all kinds of needs father and we just lift them up to you and pray that you would meet the needs according to your will for their lives and we especially lift up the Pop family tonight as they said goodbye today to Linda. And uh, we pray that you would comfort them with your love and your spirit over the next few days as they grieve and as they uh, wrap their minds around this great loss. Again, Father, we're grateful for your love and for your forgiveness and for your grace and for your mercy. And we thank you and praise you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. Now enjoy uh, and worship with us as Ellie leads us.
change 